Hey, Manager After God friends. Thank you for your continued faithfulness and listening each and every week. Jennifer and I have often shared with you about how important prayer is in the life of a believer. It's so important, in fact, that we're told this in 1 Thessalonians. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is God's will for us to pray, and we want to inspire you to begin praying for your spouse and marriage every day. This world hates marriage, and so does our enemy because he knows the power that your marriage is meant to have in this world. He knows that if you and your spouse are praying and chasing boldly after God together, that the impact Christ will have in and through you will be powerful. So we need to be praying more than ever before. Our heart is to encourage you along with everyone who listens to this show to be praying for your spouses and your marriages, to be strengthened, renewed, healed, prepared, and empowered to do the ministry that God has for you to do in this world together. So, Jennifer and I would love to invite you to join the thousands of other couples in taking our 31-day marriage prayer challenge. This is a completely free and fun way to build a habit of prayer in your marriage. All you have to do to join is visit marriageprayerchallenge.com and fill out the registration form. Once you do that, you will begin to receive an email every day from us during the 31 days to not only remind you to pray for your spouse, but we'll also give you various topics and prompts to help you know what to pray for. We dare your marriage to start praying like never before. Start the challenge today at marriageprayerchallenge.com. Prayer should be the natural outflow of the soul. You should pray because you must pray, not because the set time for praying has arrived, but because your heart must cry unto your Lord. Charles Spurgeon. Hey, we're Aaron and Jennifer Smith, your hosts of the Marriage After God podcast. Before we get into part two of this eight-part devotional on prayer, we wanted to read a review that we have recently received because we love reading the reviews our listeners leave. It says, Life-changing. I have been listening to this podcast on my way to work for probably around six to seven months now. I started from the beginning and I've missed several days of listening, so I'm still in the 2019 episodes. Wow, that's incredible. But I am obsessed. My husband started listening to it as well on his commute after telling him about it, and we both love it so much. We both really felt the pull from God to start immersing ourselves in the Word and encouraging one another to be in the Word, and this podcast was a huge catalyst for both of us doing that. Wow, that is so cool. Thank you so much for leaving this review. And thank we just want to thank all of you who have left reviews because it really does not only touch our hearts and encourage us, but it also just helps other people um, find the podcast podcast and want to listen to it. So thank you. If you haven't um, had a chance to to leave a review or star rating, would you just take a moment right now to do that? This blesses us so much. and And like we said, it just helps the reach of the show. Thank you. Awesome. Um, yeah, it was something I wanted to do. I, I wanted to, I've been going through the reviews and we just so many people left so many good ones. So we, we might be sharing them more often. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So we're in part two of an eight week series. We were just talking about how much we love series. We, yeah. we like splitting things up and kind of digging into it a little bit more over time. Yeah. And so we have this, um, eight part series where we're going through, um, essentially the Lord's prayer as he teaches the disciples how to pray. And each week we're going to be breaking down a piece of that prayer, a piece of that, a piece of that teaching that God, that Jesus gives to his disciples. And we're trying to apply it to our marriage and how we can be praying for our husbands and our, our wives. Uh, the way that we wrote these and, and kind of filled them in too, is that you don't have to listen to them in order. So if you miss the first part or the second part of this, um, I mean, this is the second part. Yeah. If you miss the first part, you don't have to go in order. You can listen, listen to the to first it. part after this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so today we're tackling the question, uh, 
of when should I pray? And based off of what Jesus teaches. Which could be an obvious, there could be an obvious answer to it, but we're going to, yeah, we're going to explain it nonetheless. <laughs> so just real quick, you opened up with a quote from Spurgeon and I just, mm-hmm. I really liked it. And I just wanted to say that. Well, because, I love Spurgeon. <laughs> I know. Um, but I, I like that he's addressing the fact that there is no set time to pray. We pray because our heart needs it. Our minds need it. Our body needs it. Our soul needs it. We pray because we feel that urge to cry out to the Lord. Yeah. Um, which actually ties into our first episode. So if you again, if you haven't listened to the first episode, um, after this episode, go back and do that. But talking about this idea of, uh, of, of praying because our hearts want to pray rather mm-hmm. than we, we must, we have an, we have an obligation to prayer or we are trying to show off in prayer or we're trying to, mm-hmm. it's you know, recogni- recogni- hypocritical attitude. Yeah. It's recognizing that motivation. Like why are we drawn? Yeah. That's to- the word I was trying to say. Motivation. <laughs> what, what is motivating us to pray? Um, so like I said, we can easily answer this question. When should I pray? Because first Thessalonians five seventeen tells us, and we all know this, it says to pray without ceasing. So as believers, so that's the answer. Okay. Always. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. You should always be praying. Right. Um, but there is this idea of being in constant communion with the Lord. And, um, you know, I was just thinking about this lately. We've been doing interviews because our books, our books coming out, um, which are super stoked for you guys. It, we've been getting some really good feedback from it. And it's just really is awesome. I'm so excited. But, um, since these interviews are done on other people's podcasts, there are new audiences, Mm-hmm. and uh, they're, they're new listeners to us. And so we've been invited to share a little bit of background before we actually get into the interview questions. It's it's more like, yeah, we get take the, us back. It takes us back like 17 years. Oh, my like, oh man, goodness. we haven't talked about this in a while. <laughs> it's been so fun. Um, and, and we've been kind of, even after the interview's done, we go back and we're like, wow, well, we haven't talked about that in a while, or we haven't thought about mm-hmm. the beginning of our marriage or the beginning of this ministry in a long time. And so it's been really fun to go back there. One thing that's been really cool as we've been talking about our past is it sounds like, it seems like we've been noticing some similarities in our upbringings mm-hmm. that we didn't really realize before. Um, one specifically with prayer, um, you, you were bringing up in a, a podcast we just did recently that, uh, your aunt used to drive you around and like, if something they saw, if she saw something, or if she got a text message or if she, if so, she wanted to pray, she'd be well, like, back then there weren't text messages. Yeah, yet. there weren't text messages. <laughs> yet back then we're there. We do that now with our kids, but if she got a phone call. Yeah, like, she's like, exactly. uh, she would say, okay, kids, we got to pray. Let's, let's pray for this right now. And she would like yeah. kind of just pray right in the moment. Mm-hmm. My mom did the same thing. So mm-hmm. when you brought that up, I brought up the same story. I'm like, yeah, my mom would always like, we drive by an ambulance or a, a car wreck or anything. She'd be like, okay guys, let's pray right now. And, and we were just talking about how prayer, um, was kind of just taught to us and exemplified to us mm-hmm. and not everyone had that. Yeah. Um, cause the, I, I think the interviewer was asking us like, what, why has it, where did that start with us yeah. and why does it seem like it's been, you know, quote unquote easy for us, which it was, it hasn't been easy, but, but there has been this natural flow of prayer in our relationship. And I think that is because of our, of our back background and upbringing, which we know not everybody has that. And yeah. so, uh, we just found that interesting when we were talking about it and. Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. 
This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. Goes back to this idea of having a posture of, of and heart of prayer to always be ready to pray and to never cease praying. Um, and also that it could be something that is taught. And it doesn't mean to, it yeah. doesn't need to be something you ha- you saw as a child, but you could actually start it now. Yeah. Totally. Especially for your own kids. Yeah. That was another thing that was brought up is that we're now trying to teach that to our kids and show them that example so that it's not something that feels daunting for them mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. Um, another thing that came to my mind when I was thinking about uh, pray without ceasing is mm-hmm. uh, I had a um, I went to an event where Sarah Haggerty was there and she was sharing about her book. I can't remember if it was for Unseen or Every Bitter Thing is Sweet, mm-hmm. but she was sharing this um, a motherhood moment of, you know, when you're just, you just have to get away and you get in the pantry and you throw your apron over your head and you're just praying. Like she, she was saying, like, my kids know that when the apron's over my head, I'm, I'm, communion with God and to leave so, her alone. <laughs> yeah. She goes, it's only a couple of minutes, but I, I have to do it. And so that was another example of pray without ceasing that I thought was funny when I was thinking about this. But really it's like, okay, can, when should we pray? Should we pray when we're walking around the house? Should we pray when we're driving, going to the gym? Anywhere. Well, can I add to the pray without ceasing? The the pray without ceasing from um first Thessalonians five also I mean it is the answer, but it also doesn't really answer because Everyone still asks, like, okay, like, I can't pray without ceasing. <laughs> Everybody knows. Yes, <laughs> right? We have so, heard this. <laughs> so um, the, the pray without ceasing is what you said. It's a constant communion with God where mm-hmm. it's, um, it's your first response to a something, to mm-hmm. anything is like, Lord, what, what's going on? Yeah. It's, Which is important to have that. I imagine when, um, you know, the disciples were walking with Jesus. Um, which is awesome because we're going to be talking about Jesus teaching the disciples when they were walking with him. Uh, that was a constant prayer without ceasing where they were with Jesus. Like Jesus says, follow me. Lucky. <laughs> well, I, but I they only had it for him for, you know, three and a half years, Yeah, three years or so. We have him like living in us. Mm-hmm. So this idea of praying without ceasing is like you're, you're, you're as um, John would say, like when, um, actually I don't think it's in John, I messed that up, but, uh, when it says, you know, uh, keep in step with the spirit, mm. like you're, you're, you're close with God. You're, you're ready to say, Hey, wh- wh- are we going, am I going the right direction? And so I think it's like you said, more of a posture of like, how are, are we near the mm. Lord in our, in our, with our hearts and with mm. our attitudes and with our minds? Okay. So. So the answer is, of course, we should be praying without ceasing yeah. and we should be praying all the time. But today we want to dive into this a little bit more and give you guys a reason why we think prayer should be more, even more intentional than that. And Jesus reveals it in Matthew 6, which we'll read Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who is in secret will reward you. Mm-hmm. So here we see Jesus teaching us to be intentional to pray. Yeah. And it, it's a, it's, he's showing a time being set aside. He's showing a intention of where you're going to do it um, and how you're going to do it. And th- th- so those things, just those details 
show Jesus's emphasis on like, Hey, this should be something that you, uh, care about Mm -hmm. and do. Um, but uh, there's something, there's a note here. I want to pull out this word secret all throughout, uh, chapter five or chapter six of Matthew, when Jesus is teaching, not just in the Lord's prayer, but in the other teachings also, I went back and I was scanning through it all. There's a huge emphasis on this idea of, you know, when you give, do it in secret. When you pray, do it in secret. When you, uh, when you fast, you know, wash your face. Don't let them see that you are fasting. Essentially, he's saying all these things you're doing for the Lord, actually do them for him mm-hmm. only, not for anyone else. Again, going back to what we talked about in the last episode, about not being like the hypocrites who did it for everyone else. Like, look at me, look at my prayer, look how pious I am, look how good I am. Uh, you know, look, I have a great relationship with God and you don't. Like, that's essentially the heart that the, the, the hypocrite mm-hmm. did it in. But he says, do it in secret. And Jesus is emphasizing how he wants his disciples and us, his church, he wants us to truly have a relationship with God mm-hmm. like he does. Mm-hmm. Not a false relationship, not a facade of a relationship, not a fake relationship, not doing things out of, you know, um, obligation. Yeah. Like, Oh, I must, I have to, I have to do this thing because yeah. God desires it or, yeah. or my parents desire it or my husband desires like be, it or my wife desires it. People pleaser, so to speak. Exactly. Like you're, you're, you're the, I, the emphasis on secret is not saying like the only place to praise in secret because Jesus didn't do that. He prayed all the time and he never, he didn't always just go into a closet, but there was definitely times it says he went away and he didn't have anyone around him. He went off into the wilderness. He went off into the mountain. He went off to the, you know, yeah. alone. And sometimes for days just to be with God, just to be with his father. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the, the main emphasis that I, I see in this, when he says secret, you know, and then he also, he emphasizes, he's like, where God who sees in secret will reward you. Mm-hmm. Like it shows like God, like God also sees those quiet alone places with us. And I just, I thought that was really beautiful that something that emphasizes that our prayer life is truly to hear from God Mm -hmm. is truly to be with God and nothing else. (laughs) That's really good. Um, and in order to answer this question, when should I pray in light of this, this teaching of go to your room and shut the door, we really need to think about this as, you know, moms and dads and husbands and wives and consider like, if, if we're going to pursue this this way, we we do need to be intentional because it means as moms, we need to get up early before the kids um, or find time, you know, after they go to bed. So exactly. some place where you're not going to be distracted. Same for fathers and husbands. You got to get up early before work. You got to stay up late. You got to mm-hmm. find some time in the middle of the day when the kids are um, actively doing something where you know you can pull away and have that time where they're not going to open the door. <laughs> they're not mm-hmm. going to, um, they're not going to fight you and distract you, fight you for your time or distract you. You know, a funny note on this. I, was just, I just thought about this. Um, the bathroom is a good place for that. <laughs> you could cut a couple of yourself, yourself with like you. And the reason I, I'm laughing about this is because mm-hmm. this is actually something that, um, I thought about with when this idea of Jesus going away to be alone. And that's weird to be like, Jesus didn't like go to the bathroom. Like, well, he is a man. He had to, but there was often he went away to be alone. And I was thinking like, that's probably when he went to the bathroom. <laughs> I know you think that's funny. And I've thought about this before. And of course I, I think that's funny, babe. Okay. But, <laughs> but I don't want our listeners to be like, how could he say that? Okay. Well, the reason I would say this is because one time I was praying 
not in the bathroom, but I was just, I was just saying, God, there's like every once in a while, there's thoughts I have of like, Hey, there's something that I'd never noticed mentioned in the Bible before. God, why is it not in the Bible? Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, I, I don't feel like I've ever heard someone go to the bathroom. And then I got one of the stories in, in the book of, I think it's judges where there's a King and one of the judges goes in and kills the King. And then he leaves and sneaks out the window and the door's locked. And so the soldiers think he's just relieving himself. And I was like, oh, that you answered my prayer, Lord. That, that was a that was a really funny story. Well, okay. cool story, I should say. I didn't expect you to keep going on about it. <laughs> that was funny. Uh I don't I don't want our <laughs> listeners to hear this as the recommendation or as the 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 thing we want to leave know, them I, with today. I took it from like really serious to like okay. light. But that is one place. Hold on. You Let me go. finish my sentence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is my thought on this because I have had the thought too, but <laughs> Going to God, he is holy, like he, mm-hmm. he is holy and sacred. And I just feel like we should be um, in a state or posture physically that uh, maintains that holiness. <laughs> okay. Well, so it could I happen there, but you're saying that. on this, what we're talking about is the more intentional of like going to a place where you can be alone and quiet and pray, not necessarily while you're going to the bathroom. I would not recommend praying like this and being intentional because you're not being intentional. You're just doing it on a whim like you would be walking through the kitchen or going to the gym. So you chalk that up to more of the the without ceasing, the regular yes. throughout the day praying? Yes. Okay. But even then, yeah. I would suggest not doing that because the, no? Lord, the Lord is set apart. He He's. You would not, You don't pray while you're in the bathroom sometimes? I've like I said I've had the thought. This is not something I was thinking about, and this I know, is not I, in the notes. It came up just now. It's not in the notes. This I is... I have I have actually had the thought to pray about something in the bathroom, and, and I stop myself because I think there's no way I'm. It's like it's like going to your friend's house with no pants on. You're like that's really. Uh, do you not feel like that? Well, he's there anyway. He sees in secret. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see you're uncomfortable. We'll move on from the I, bathroom talk. Uh, the idea though, from what we're, everything we're saying, cause that, that was a lighthearted thing. I was just bringing up a thought I had, but, um, is that this shutting the door is an intentional space. Like you were saying, it's a, it's a private space. It's an alone space. It's not just the ordinary throughout the day, the quick prayers, the quick, you know, questions, but it's an actual, like we talked about Jesus going away for sometimes several days to be with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when we do this um, intentionally, our hearts and our minds can really tune into not just the experience of of open up, opening up your heart to the Lord, which is so important to be able to offer you know what's in there and be raw and vulnerable with Him, um, but it's also just spending time in His presence and listening to how mm-hmm. He's going to respond to you, whether it's through His Word um, or just you know in that space of of the still and the quiet, kind of mm-hmm. like in that Psalm twenty three. Where he says he leads us beside quiet, still, still waters. waters. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. And then the there's another word that I I think is really important in this idea of going into a into a, a closet or into a, a private space is is the distraction, yeah. like distraction free. Uh, so don't take your phone. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, and, and nowadays especially we're constantly distracted. I feel like mm-hmm. lately I've been trying to get back into a, a rhythm with you know reading in the mornings, mm-hmm. and I get up and I grab my Bible and I'm like, immediately there's distractions. <laughs> so, uh, we're distracted by everything. And so, but that just means that you need to get up earlier, right? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so finding ways of getting rid of those distractions, 
it's it's funny because two thousand years ago when this was written, when Jesus said this, mm-hmm. it was needed back then, and it's literally still needed today. Mm-hmm. This idea of we need to find a way to get away from distractions, and we have more of them today mm-hmm. than they did two thousand years ago. For sure, yeah. And and I had just mentioned about opening up your hearts and sharing vulnerably with the Lord. And I also just want to note on that, like it takes time to get there. It takes time to be in a place where you're not distracted Mm -hmm. about all the to-do lists and the things that you got to, you're on your agenda that day, but it takes time to also have the courage to find the words to offer up, you know, and, and we've talked about this before. Like, why do we need to offer up or share with God what's in our hearts when he already knows? Well, there's something really special about, God knowing something and you also being willing to let him know you in that way. And so well, it shows that we have a relationship with him Yeah, that we desire to share. But those things take time. Just like in mm-hmm. a conversation with your spouse, you don't just jump into it on the fly. If, if it's something serious, you set aside that time. You make, you make a space for it because you know, the first 30 to 45 minutes is just nothingness until you actually have the courage mm-hmm. to share. And, and I'm not putting a time on this, I'm just saying it takes time to find the right words that you want to say to the Lord. And so being in that moment also, um, in his presence to receive from him, to, to go to him, to say, okay, Lord, I, I am seeking from you because I need you. Yeah. Like for consolation for him to console us. That peace. Yeah. Um, and, it's something our culture de- definitely doesn't support. It's a con- we're in a constant like we gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta move do forward. This, do that. Um, that hustle culture. The like you you gotta fill every single time with something productive in I, the I life like you have. I feel like it's that physically, but it's also that emotionally. Like our culture tends to say, you don't feel it. Like just, just keep going. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, we we do that to ourselves too. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I, I should be happy right now mm-hmm. instead of like, wait, why, why am I not experiencing this sadness? Mm-hmm. Why am I not like Same. with, with, with friends and family? Like when we, um, when the Bible says like rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who re- weep. That's like, that's a very intimate thing. It's like, Hey, be in that moment mm-hmm. with them. Cause that's what God wants with us. He wants to be in that moment with us. He is in the moment with us. He's in the season of life. That's hard. He's in the, and that's how he's able to yeah. take everything and work them together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. And think about like the intimacy with God that we're missing out on when we don't slow down enough to go to our room and shut the door. Oh, I, I, I feel it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's days that go by and I'm like, man, I'm, I, I'm not like listening to God. I'm not near God. I, I could feel it. Like I, not that God's left, but mm-hmm. just cause I've been so distracted and I like find myself saying, okay, Lord, I'm, where have I been? Yeah. <laughs> Not where have you been? Where have I been? Mm-hmm. You know, um, when we were reading this verse and talking about the direction we wanted to, to share about it, um, we kind of saw a portion of it in two different ways that I want to share about. Cause I think they're both interesting, but, um, mine's a little bit briefer. So I'll go first. <laughs> when I read the part about, um, go to your room and shut the door. Mm-hmm. I saw it as an opportunity for your spouse to come with you because, that's also their sacred space. Like that's their bedroom. And so you share the room. You share Hopefully it. if you're not sharing a room, that's something you guys should be probably discussing and figuring out. Um, yeah, I just saw it as like, like they have that invitation to come in and to share it with you. And we want to be an encouragement to you guys listening today that praying together with your spouse in that 
intimacy with the Lord is such a cool and extraordinary experience. If you guys haven't been praying together, like we want to encourage you to be doing that because there's things just like how I mentioned about revealing your heart and, and offering that up to the Lord. When you yeah, the intimacy of that, that closeness, that yeah, space, when you do that out loud in front of your spouse, they get a glimpse into your relationship with the Lord, the things that you're sharing with them. And it, it also reveals and makes yourself known to them. And it, mm-hmm. and then they can pray for you in that in those things in the concerns or the praises or whatever it is that you're sharing with the Lord and I I just know from experience Aaron with you that that has been a really powerful and good part of our relationship mm-hmm. and so when I when I saw this um, verse about shutting the door and I don't know I just felt compelled to share that you you interpret it in a way of in marriage. Cause again, we're, we're taking this teaching that Jesus gives to his disciples and we're trying to draw from it for our marriages. You're saying they're the only, one, they're so the only go one into your room and pray for it with your husband. Well, yeah. And they're the only other ones that have that same access. Yeah. And so I thought it was worth it to note. <laughs> and the, the way I kind of saw it, which I would agree with you, I would say like yeah. we could look at this as, a, and one of the principles is like, go and pray with your mm-hmm. spouse mm-hmm. in in the privacy of your, your room and that intimacy. Um, but the way I um, took it is looking at the importance sometimes of our prayers being private only, meaning um, specifically when it comes to praying for your spouse um, or, or anyone really, but when it, cause there's, there's so many things that happen between you and your spouse. There could be, there's conflict, there's struggles, there's, transformation that you desire to see in them. Um, but sometimes instead of just going straight and in the flesh, trying to deal with that thing with Mm -hmm. your spouse right away, just like, Hey, let's go talk. I'm going to, we need to talk about this. I need to bring up this thing. This is bothering me. Here's this thing that you need to change. Here's this thing that I I hate about you. Here's this, whatever it is stopping first and saying, okay, I'm going to go bring this thing to the Lord first. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to bring it up yet. It's bothering me. It's in my heart. I'm frustrated. I'm, I feel bitterness coming and going straight to the Lord first in secret where God who hears in secret rewards. And so, and I've done this many times with, with you, Jennifer, and I know you've done it for, with me, mm-hmm. but there's something that's going on. I see something that's bothering me. There's something that has happened. Um, maybe you said something to me a certain way and I'm like, why, like, why does she do that? Or, you know, whatever it is. And I, before go, just saying something to you, just mm-hmm. kind of addressing it out loud in the in the flesh is what I would call it. Like just trying to get you to re- repent right away, or get you to change right away, or get yeah. you to whatever it. I'm, I'm my heart's desiring. I just start praying about it. Lord, why did she do that? What what's going on? How do you want me to walk in this situation? I'm angry, God, and I go to Him with those things, and. I, I don't know if everyone that, that's listening believes me or not, but there's been so many times that I've done that and that has been much more fruitful in that situation than me just going head on and trying to deal with it in my flesh mm-hmm. with you where I see you actually like something changes. Like you come to me later on and you're like, Hey, yesterday, I'm so sorry. I was, yeah, I was really irritable and I shouldn't have done that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Wow, Lord, thank you. Or I'm like, babe, I was literally just praying about this. And that's that's happened a bunch of times. How many how many times do you hear me say, like, babe, I was just praying about it's, that? Yeah, it's happened several times. I think the other thing that can happen when we're doing that is uh when you're praying about something that's frustrating you and the Lord actually convicts your own heart and you never have to bring it up because that's it was the, something in you that had to change. That's the second answer to this is when I so I 
in stopping and going to God first, more times than not, <laughs> he's addressing my heart. Mm-hmm. He's like, why are you angry? Yeah. Why is that bothered you? What did she do? Like, and he actually convicts me of my wrong thinking, my wrong hearing, my wrong receiving, mm-hmm. uh, my wrong interpretation of what's going on. Or simply like, hey, give her grace. She you, she loves you and she didn't mean that. Or And something I don't need to like fight for. Mm-hmm. I don't need to like re- rehash. It's something that I can overlook. Because like the Bible says, love, you know, covers a multitude of sins. So there was, there's so many times that going to God first resolves the situation in my own heart. Mm-hmm. And then often there's also been times that he resolves it between us and in you. And so I just wanted to bring encouragement to our listeners that that secret place is it's the, the it's twofold you're in your bedroom and your closet is one where you go with your spouse. And it's also one where you go for your spouse Yeah, and you can do it in private and you can like, we start off in the beginning of this episode talking about why are we going to God in prayer? If it's not just to receive from God. Mm-hmm. And so going in that place for our spouse and saying, Lord, I, I need to receive from you in this situation, either wisdom or transformation or help. Prayer is an experience that keeps your heart tender, no matter what. It keeps it tender because you have to go in humility before the Lord. And it it's just, it's a way that he um, gets to spend time with us. And in that, that sacred moment, he's actively molding and shaping us if we let him. Mm-hmm. Um, if we are only taking a minute or two on the go, which again is a good thing, um, are we really getting to the root of the matters in our hearts? Yeah, are we still long enough to be seen and mm-hmm. and to also hear? Yeah, um, or are we convincing ourselves that we are are praying regularly, be, even though it's on the go, um, and and kind of avoiding all that hard stuff? Mm-hmm. Like these are good things to be thinking about. So we've already talked about like the motivation of prayer, why we go to prayer, and now we want to ask the question: like, are we really finding let, the time to do it? Finding the time yeah. to doing and letting God sit with us in that heart space and reveal things to him and be, and have him reveal things to us. Yeah. It's convicting for me for sure. And that's something that actually we want to again another encouragement is just because we're teaching these things and we're, and we've written a book on prayer doesn't mean we've figured all this out. It's actually, we're constantly trying to be reminded and encouraged in our own life mm-hmm. of the, of the things that God desires from us and in the relationship we have with him. So we haven't figured all this out, but we're working on it. I'd say to add to that, um, when you say working it out, it's more of um, making sure that our flesh isn't getting in the way and yeah. keeping us from that distraction, but actually doing the things that the Lord has already taught. Today, God wants you to know that He wants to hear from you in an intentional and deep way. He wants you to offer your heart to Him. He wants you to sit still before Him and receive from Him. Today, we want to encourage you to build a habit of escaping the day's distractions, the constant requirement on you to be and to do, and to sit before the Lord in quiet, in secret. Let your preoccupied heart offer up to God your praises, your concerns, your gratitude, and your needs, and just be with Him. So um, at the end of all of our episodes, we usually pray. We end with a prayer. Um, But with this eight-part series, the prayer that we're going to be praying— is actually from our book, The Marriage Gift. And so this is prayer 113, and it's called Praying for Each Other. Dear Lord, what a beautiful and intimate gift you have given to us in prayer. 
We praise you for the way you make yourself available to us. Thank you for the privilege and opportunity to come before you right now. Today, we pray for our marriage. We invite you to motivate us to regularly share what is in our hearts, how we feel, needs we have, and what we're struggling with, so that we know how best to pray for each other. We also ask you for the gift of understanding each other in a profound way. Let us come to you in confidence and ask only what is in your will. Lord, will you bolster our faith and give us the courage to initiate prayer together? Make us brave to pray for each other without being concerned with messing up our words or not praying perfectly. Please inspire our hearts with what to say so that our prayers uplift and comfort each other. Give us a deep desire and strong will to pray for one another daily. Bless our marriage with unity as we commit to praying for each other. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, So we just want to encourage you all to pick up a copy of our newest book, The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. Um, And the subtitle is A Daily Devotional Journey to Inspire, Encourage, and Transform Us and Our Prayer Life. So if you want to pick up a copy today, it's just go to themarriagegift.com. Themarriagegift.com, one word, and uh, order your copy today. people who have been blessed by this free podcast and our free daily marriage prayer emails and who want to help be a blessing to others. Creating and hosting this podcast and sending out our daily emails do incur a financial cost. And we want to invite you to join our faithful patron team to help financially support these resources so that they can remain free for all who need them. Please join our patron team today and become one of the faithful financial supporters who desires to help bless thousands of marriages around the world. Your support will help us pay for the creation, hosting, and promotion of our podcast and daily emails. Thank you, and we hope to see you become a Marriage After God patron.